When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a new week, everybody. Wonderful to have your company. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. So much sport to consume, to digest, to chew over. Swallow or spit it out? Your choice. Your choice. Great to have the existent... Well, the, the old firm's back. Me, Sammy and Captain K. Oh, the Three Musketeers. I think it's been about six weeks since uh, this trio's been I together. I should have had the boys back in town. Should have been playing that you off should've. the top. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, nah, been a while. Been it's a while. been a while. He's yeah. Captain K. With, he's got his sunglasses on. He's ready to go. Back to normal. Good on Captain K. He's been through the wars the last week. Yeah, well, we've had operations. We've had mumbling appendixes. And the best uh, fuel to settle a rumbling appendix is a hamburger, apparently. No, he's got two ham. I think those are homemade as well. Two ham. Is it salami? Might be salami, actually. I'm sure Jess made one for him and one for me. I'm sure. Well, I just said as he was out there, I said, oh, it's all good, bro. I'm not hungry today. Sweet. Boys, <laughs> ham, salami, bit of basil and pesto, uh, range of cheese. Are you double meeting? I am double meeting. Wow. It's the weekend leftovers. Had a picnic on the weekend, and uh, you know Keza loves his cold cuts, so had to <laughs> take them home. Keza's cold cuts. There's the name of a, of a butchery for you. Keza's, basil and pesto. That's an interesting. It's a little dip. So it's, it's a little basil dip. pesto, or yeah, is, is it, it basil yeah. and pesto? <laughs> no, no, it's um, it's a dip, basil, pesto, and feta. Oh, okay, yeah, little ba- dip, okay, basil, yeah. basil, pesto, yeah, yeah. and and so just together. to um, clarify, the picnic was that a like a one-on-one type thing, or is that was it a bigger event? No, nah, it was it was one-on-one. So I've been uh, yeah. been MIA for the last week with uh, some off-air stomach issues. Sure, uh, Sammy, you've passed them down to me. So <laughs> just thought before uh, before netball with uh, Staffanator on Saturday, I thought we'd go to Oriwa Beach, yeah. uh, me and Jess. And, Smart man. Yeah, and we, we uh, overdid it as per, but I think it's a good idea so, so you can have leftovers on Monday. Hang on, hang on, hang on, Oriwa Beach. Okay, so is there a blanket? Is there a cane basket? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. had a blanket, had a fold-out table. Oh, little champagne flutes? No, 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 no. I couldn't drink with the, with the yeah, medication. That, he's, a smart, he's a smart man because that's probably five or six commentaries you've just given yourself space for there. Yeah. That's good work from you. Yeah, that's fantastic. Take notes. Paying it forward. Paying it forward, Captain K. Sunglasses on. Right, what have we got today? Got some good guests today, actually. Bluey McLennan, former Kiwis and Warriors coach on the Warriors' tough win against the Bulldogs yesterday at Mount Smart. And what a what a spectacle it was. Um, actually, as I came in, there was a text on the Temper Bear Post text machine sent at 28 minutes past four saying, Loving the commentary, Sam and Kempe. I'm listening on the app, watching on Sky on mute. I had to delay the TV to align with your commentary, but it gives me the best of both. TV pictures, SENZ commentary. That's what I do now. And people just say, oh, I wish it lined up. You can line it up. You just pause Sky, and then you wait for something big in the game. So I'm sitting there watching, and there was a really big hit. And I th- So I paused it there because I knew Sammy had nut off at this big shoulder charge. And then when the... Radio commentary catches up, and sure enough, Sammy went through the roof. You hit play, and it synced up. 
and it was brilliant. Nice work, Sammy and Kempi, and to Logan, who was down there as well. It, it was just wonderful. I just have to quickly come in here, otherwise I'll forget, Steph. Great day at Mount Smart. Great day to be there. And I told you out there, and I just want to get people to text in and tell me if they thought so. Have Mount Smart changed the colour of the seats? Because I used to be all yellow. And I feel You're like they're all white Wellington. Wellington's yellow. Didn't Mount Smart have yellow seats? See, that's why I thought I was going crazy yesterday because I got there and there were all these blue and white seats. And I thought, I don't remember them being blue and white. And it looked amazing because obviously Warriors colours have the blue, the white, the, the ring green. But it looked way more packed than perhaps it was, like especially that, that far hand stand. So, um, gosh, it was a great day. Just an awesome day, Steph. Like afternoon footy. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. Nah. Can't beat it. So, Bluey McLennan. We'll, we'll chat to him. Um, news that uh, Joseph Suali'i has signed with Australian Rugby Union. He's 19 years old. He's at the Roosters. He's going to finish this season and next season with the Roosters and then sign on just in time for the Lions Tour to Australia and then two years later the World Cup. Eye-watering contract, one point something million per season. Um, so we're going to talk to Matt Burke, former Wallabies fullback, um, just about this signing. Um, I can only imagine how much more times that was than Matt Burke got paid in his day. Uh, also talk to him about Eddie Jones and anything else that springs into mind. And Watto, who very kindly and ably fills in for me from time to time. Uh, very good commentator. We're going to preview the Marty Cup with him, which is underway now. Um, and it's I think the finals are on Saturday. Um, over 2,000 kids from all around the school, 150-plus schools, I think it is, go to the Marty Cup. Massive event, massive event. And here we commentating the finals. So uh, catch up with Watto as well. And after a week's delay with my two younger cohorts here having, having uh, issues with illness, <laughs> we are going to start the coaching kings of the ring. We asked two weeks ago for your nominations in the top 32 votes uh, for the best coach of all time. We now enter into match play, and I think we're going to do how many matchups today are we doing, Sam? Four? One, two, three, four, six. We're doing six matchups, three lots of two. The first one we'll tell you about after the news at the bottom of the hour, just to get the vote starting, but we won't interrupt Midday Madness for too long, which today is it all started from a little tweet by myself and it said and I'm going to read it to make sure I'm um, make sure I'm accurate okay I put up a photo I took a photo of the TV when one of the Western Force guys McKenzie was taking a shot at goal stand in the background and a quick scan would suggest there would be 15 to 20 people in the stand in the shot. I waited for a similar shot at the Warriors game, and it was one of the Warriors having a shot at goal. 100 people in the background, similar size photo. And I just put, seems all the Blues fans have gone to the Warriors game. Tongue in cheek, that's what it was, Twitter is to me. And boy, did I have some rugby fans going after me saying, compare apples with apples. And I'm just like, there's two games in Auckland and I just was interested. And I watched both games simultaneously, double screened it. Um, what are the Warriors doing right? Like, yes, I know it was their first home game, but I, I've got no crystal ball, but I've been to a, a fair few Warriors games. Now, probably in the last two years, I've probably... Or post-COVID, I've probably been to six, and the atmosphere's off the hook. I've probably been to 100 games at Eden Park, 
And the only ones with massive atmosphere were Lions and Springboks Tests and Bledisloe Cups. But um, <clears throat> franchise footy, Super Rugby and, <clears throat> excuse me, might attend games, uh, NPC, just nowhere near the atmosphere. What is it? And what are the Warriors doing right? Like as a club, as a fan base, what are they doing right? I mentioned to Smithy just before the news, um, some of the defence on Twitter was, look, the Blues named the B team against a terrible team, um, Warriors' first game at home. The thing I take out of that, the Warriors never name a B team. Never. They put their best team on the park every week. Another argument was, you know, you have to rest them. It's World Cup year. League players don't rest. Now, this isn't a league versus rugby. This is spectacle versus spectacle to me, okay? Um, the Warriors played the 10th place side. The Blues played the 10th place side. The other thing, jerseys in the stands. <clears throat> Looking at the Warriors, and I have absolutely no proof here, but it feels like about half the crowd are wearing Warriors jerseys, about 50%. Flags, jerseys, hats, blues games, again, no stats. I feel like it's about five, maybe sneak to ten. So merchandise, and that to me is a sign of fandom. And then the other thing, straight after the games, while everyone was just so fizzed up about that Warriors performance, the Warriors went on all social media and said, for the next 24 hours, we're selling tickets for $10 each for the next home game. Proactive, proactive. People would have snapped them up. So what What? What could the rugby administrators learn from the league administrators in this fandom space, the fandom space? 0800 150 811. Keen to hear your thoughts? Let's go. Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Righto, let's go to the phone. Scott and Wellington. G'day, Scott. Hey, Steph. How are you? Good, man. Um, I've I've just got a I forgot to praise Sam when I called through last night. So I'm just on his commentary again. It was it was really really good. And, and like yourself and a few other people are saying, I've um, got rid of the TV commentary and and chuck Sam and Kempi on instead. Um, and I think it's just because they they've got a good flow that goes to it, and it's. It's no disrespect to the Sky team, but I just think there's no flow to the commentary. Um, it's obviously different with the Fox team and that, but it, it just lacks a bit of flow. So um, well done to well done to those guys. Um, and he is right; the seats have changed colour because they were yellow before as well. Yeah, I I, um, I do enjoy it as well, and the enthusiasm is is awesome. <laughs> and I might I might be a little bit I might be a little bit biased um, because I work with Sammy and Kempe as well, but um, they feel that about the game the same as I do when I'm watching it, and and that's why I enjoy it. They've they've got the passion, and and I love the video with um, Sam Sam calling and. Um, Sean Johnson's try at the end, and, and Kempe's just got his hand up, but Sam's jumping up and down, and he uh, he had told his hand up there for a while. I've got to say, um, so it was it was pretty brilliant. Um, but I think um, with with what you're saying, I think uh, what they do well is it's the engagement with the fans, and um, I, I know that from my time being a season ticket holder, and and obviously the times I do still manage to get up uh, to the games up there as well. The the players are accessible after the game. You, you've got, you know, the the 
uh, past players that are there at the games quite often and, and they'll interact with the fans. There's fan zones. There's, they, they just want to make it about the fans. It's, it's not a closed-off environment. And, and I know from what you've said in the past, you know, trying to get... Um, you know, even an interview sometimes on the rugby side of things is very, very difficult where the, the Warriors just seem to want to be open, as open as possible. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, I just find it a, a bit more polished, a bit more refreshing, a bit more organic, a bit more real. Um, you do get good comment post-match. It's good, good observation. Yeah, no, def- definitely. And, um, you know, I think one of the other things as well is it's, You've got, I mean, you could probably take out the Tigers and the Dragons at the moment, but, you know, you've got good competitive games nearly every week, uh, especially, you know, obviously when they're home. And in a little way, even though we do have Australians on the team, you know, it, it does feel kind of a little bit of us versus them um, mentality, especially with the, the video ref, which we won't touch base on. Um <laughs> Yeah, no. So you you sort of get that a little bit of us versus them. So when we do beat them, it's it's you know it is more satisfying in that way. And um, yeah, but I just think that fan engagement is is something the Warriors have always done well. Mm, yeah, I do too. Awesome. Thanks, Scotty. No worries. Thanks, Steph. Have a good afternoon. Cheers, bud. You too. Uh, we go to Michael and Tutakaka. G'day, Michael. Hey, Steffi. How are you? Good, mate. Are the fish biting? Uh, no, we're going out on Wednesday to have a crack, mate. But uh, yeah, I think they will be. So excellent. Should be all good. Three days, three days away. So it'll be excellent. Excellent. Hey, I a um, couple of things. Um, if the Warriors hadn't been playing, you wouldn't wouldn't have got a bigger crowd at Eden Park for the Blues game on the weekend. Um, that, that made no difference in my world. Um, the rugby union lost the fan base years ago. Um, this whole. Uh, debacle around standing your best players down and all that. It's a World Cup year. What a load of crap. Um, like the clubs in Europe are still making their players play week in, week out, right? Yep. Those guys are all going to play in the World Cup. So that's just that's just the arrogance of the rugby union. Um, but the Warriors fans are an awesome fan base and they'll, as we've seen over the years, um, they'll stick by them thick and thin, right? And they're going to go through the thick bit shortly because these guys are going to go real good this year. But I think also if Auckland Rugby had had any brains, they would have looked at the sporting landscape for this year last year and gone, OK, the Warriors have got a home game this Saturday or Sunday. We're up against them at the same time with a game. Um, they haven't played at home for three years. It'll be a big game. Why don't we move it to Whangarei? Yep. Bang why don't on. we give the people? Why don't we give people in Northland who are part of the franchise? You'd have got. You'd have filled O'Kara Park, mate. Yeah. Well, it's like the force of playing the Hurricanes in Palmerston North this weekend. They'll fill it. Yeah. The rugby union's too dumb, too arrogant, um, and I, I mean, league's a good sport to watch at the moment, right? It's fast. It's furious. I mean, rugby's rugby's catching up on that side of it. But I just think the Warriors faithful are there day in and day out, and that is the difference in the two sports. And, you know, I think league is slowly converting a lot of people across to their sport at the moment in terms of, you know, I, I, was, I always used to watch league, but I was never a great fan, but I watched the Warriors game yesterday rather than the, the Blues game, you know? Mm. Um, and, and it was an exciting game right down to the, right down to the last minute. Um, and, you know, hey, good on them they're doing really well it's not a team of superstars they've obviously got each other's backs and I'd be I'd be interested in Sammy's thoughts on some of this but they're just playing for each other again and they've obviously got a 
a coach who was never a great rock star or superstar, but he's done something right to get these guys believing in each other. And, you know, the Warriors of old, after that guy got the try down the sideline in the field, they would have just given up. They would have been, they would have stood up halfway with their hands on their knees and that would have been game over, mate. They came back and, you know, the second half, they probably should have scored a couple more tries. Yeah, bang on. Bang on, Michael. But, um, but yeah, the rugby unions lost, they lost the plot ages ago, Staffy, you know. Well, about the only sensible thing they did was have an afternoon game rather than a night game. That's about probably the only bit of credit you could give them. Mm. Awesome, Michael. Anyway, um, make sure you got plenty of bait. I've got a good feeling for Wednesday for you, mate. mate I'll, I'll give you um, if we catch one, I'll I'll send you boys a uh, send you boys a text and a photo. Please do. One. So yeah, we'll do that. Top man. All good. Top man. Cheers, Michael. Wait. See you, you, buddy. Michael from the far north there, Tutukaka, Marlin country. Let's go to Auckland. Uh, Is it Warriors or Blues country for Joey? G'day, Joey. Yeah, g'day, Steph. Yeah, look, um, you know, what they've got there at the Warriors at the moment, they're starting to win, which which makes a a big difference. But I know know the Blues are winning too. But um, they've also got characters there too. You know, they've got the guy that they interview, the Joker, and they've got, you know, they'll interview other, other people. And, and I agree with your last caller, you know, Mike, from up north. Um, you know, when, when you're when you sitting down, setting up everything up for the, for the year, if you see the Warriors playing at, on a Sunday at, at, at um, Mount Smart, you don't have the, the um, Blues playing at Eden Park. Eden Park is too big. To get, to get an atmosphere at Eden Park, you need forty to 50,000 people. Yeah. To get an atmosphere at, at uh, Mount Smart Stadium, you probably only need 15 to 20. Well, they had 18, 19,000 there yesterday, and it was a good atmosphere, you know, massive. You can, if, if the Blues want to, well, they're doing it at the moment. They did it uh, on, on Saturday night with the, uh, um, Pacifica. You could play the Blues at, at Mount Smart Stadium. It's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a fallacy that, oh, we have to play at Eden Park because Eden Park's the home ground, home ground of, of the Blues and that. And like the guy said, why didn't they take it up to, to Fongaray? And you would have, he's dead right. They would have fooled O'Carr Park. No problems at all. You know, so what, whoever's doing this is not thinking outside the square and going, well, why don't we play at Mount Smart Stadium and get, you know, 20, 22,000? I mean, wouldn't it be great if they could work with the league and have a double header? You know, the league on after the rugby or the league on before the rugby or whatever? You would get people there. And then afterwards, staff, what they've done, turn around saying, your next home game is going to be ten dollars. What have the Auckland, what have the Auckland Blues done? What have to, to go? Oh, we, get, we need to get more people there. Mm. I mean, I remember when they had the NPC uh, a couple of years ago. They made it free, and they got twenty five thousand people to the final. Yeah, I was at that final so, too. It was brilliant. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, you don't have to make it free, but you you, you make it cheap so. So people couldn't go there, but but the worst thing you you don't do is you don't have the two two codes on at the same time. That's just dumb. Mm. I mean, you know, it's it's crazy. That's what they're doing. Just on another sports path. That's what they're doing with racing in um in in New Zealand at the moment. They're having Cambridge trots on a on a Thursday night, and then they have Alexander Park on a Friday. How how dumb is that? Why don't you have Cambridge on a Thursday, Addington on a Friday? Yeah. That's what they're doing, and that's why they're not getting people to the trots. Simple as. It's mm. not hard, not rocket scientists mm. at all. And, of course, it's a winning culture. They're going very well. I mean, the Warriors are going well, and they seem to be a team that's gelling and playing for each other.
and they're a lot fitter. I've always said that. They're fitter than they, what they were last year. No two ways about it. Mm. Fantastic. Good stuff, Joey. Got a scoot. Have a good day. Okay, mate. Cheers, buddy. Joey Norkin, take a break. We'll come back. Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz. Getting you through your workday one hour at a time. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. We go back to the lines. We talk to Mikey out of Christchurch. G'day, Mikey. Oh, g'day, mate. Hey, uh, just quickly a big shout-out to our southern woman winning the Opeki competition. Absolutely. Uh, that was absolutely awesome. Hey, so uh, I was talking to you last week and said I would watch my first Warriors game in a long time. thought I was a bit of a jinx when I watched it on TV. <laughs> um, I flicked on the uh, Force to begin with and uh, Force Blues, and I thought the same thing as you. I thought, where is everyone? They went through the team sheet, and I went, I recognised Perifetta, and that was about the only name I recognised. Um, flipped over the Warriors, um, Scott try scored against them, and I thought, here we go. This, this is this is going to all my prejudices about this team. Um, but I stuck with it, and, geez, I tell you, I was A, impressed, obviously, with the crowd, um, B, with a lot of go-forward up the middle in their defence. And I tell you what, I hadn't seen a dummy for a long time. That Sean Johnson dummy had me <laughs> out in the seat. I was like, yes, bring the dummy back. Fantastic. So I was... Yeah, I was quite pleased with it all. I thought it was very good. And as opposed to the crowd size, well, I think the Warriors have, over the years, just built up such a committed following. Um, and I would have thought last year after the Blues' really excellent year that they had in that final, the amount of people went to that, I think they have dropped the ball as well, like the other callers are saying. And I wonder if there's a little bit of elitism coming in um just from from history in terms of rugby, whereas it seems like the Warriors is more of the people's game, and maybe the the, the Auckland thing is uh, for the rugby is a bit more. I don't know. In some people's minds, a bit more elitist, maybe for corporates or that sort of thing. Uh, it's just a thought. I don't really know. Um, but yeah, I will probably tune in next week. Go <laughs> and, on. Uh, you, you could tell, Sammy. I didn't jinx it. It wasn't me this time. I didn't <laughs> jinx it. Thank heavens. Now you can safely watch the Warriors, knowing it's never your fault. Well, I, I guess, yeah, well, the other side of it, I assume the team were playing, is it the, oh, I can't remember, they were talking about this morning, And but the TAB odds, TAB odds are well against the Warriors in this one. Um, but I'll be just keen that even if they do lose this game, just to see the commitment they throw on, because I was, if anything, it was the commitment that sort of won me over yesterday, for sure. Yes, brilliant, Mikey. Good man. Thank you. Welcome aboard. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers, mate. One last one before the news. We'll quickly sneak into Barry. G'day, Barry. Oh, yeah. G'day, Steffi. How are you? Good, man. Oh, good. Um, I had to laugh at your caller uh, two calls ago saying that the uh, the Blues would pack out um, Mount Smart Stadium. I mean, it's a bit like the, uh, the line from the castle, telling me dreaming. Um <laughs> It just won't happen, Steffi. I mean, uh, you know, Mount Smart's always been a league ground in my eyes. Um, but, I mean, I'm, I'm from Auckland and I had all um, the option to go to, you know, all three sporting events in the weekend. And I actually took one of my sons to the cricket and I was actually pleasantly surprised how good Eden Park is if you're in the north or south stand to watch one-day cricket. Mm. Um, those, nice, those nice short boundaries in behind the bowler's arm um, it was actually a really, um, a really pleasant uh, way to spend an afternoon. Um, 
just on the Warriors, look, I mean, you know, they're playing good rugby. They're playing good league. Um, they're obviously fat. Um, you know, they're. Um, it's good that they're back in New Zealand as well. Um, so I think, um, you know, they're having a great start to the season. I'm not sure you would have got that crowd if it was the Warriors of old, where they used to, you know, win one and lose four. Um, but they're certainly showing good signs. And on the Blues, I mean, you know, I'll always go and support them. You know, don't forget we had a huge crowd last year for the uh, for the final against Crusaders. Yep. Um, but having said that, Eden Park is a hard ground to watch rugby uh, when it's only a quarter full. So, um, so yeah, so that's my t- uh, my 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 ten cents worth, Steffi. Well worth your ten cents, mate. Thanks for calling. All right, thanks, mate. Cheers, buddy. Barry out of Auckland. I like Michael from Tutakaka's idea about maybe it's too late now, but the game up in Whangarei, they would have sold a lot of tickets, I think. A lot of tickets. Anyway, we'll take uh, news. We've got the wonderful Karen McCarthy with us today. She'll bring you updates on the half hour. Here's her first one. Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Still welcome to call 0800 150 Had some text messages. I'll read them verbatim in order they came. Mark says, the answer to your question, Staffy, is easy. Rugby league is better to watch. That's from Mark. Staffy, two things going on with the crowds at the moment. The NRL is a bit stronger competition. Close games, you don't know who will win. Uh, and the Warriors will always get a good crowd being the only New Zealand league team. Fair point. Fair point. Um, Staffy, two words. Fritz's wieners. Uh, that's why the Warriors are doing right now jokes you never know what the Warriors team's going to turn up Um, it draws you in they show heart but they entertain as well that's from Sean to the phones we go Cliff g'day Cliff yeah afternoon Staffy yeah I listened to uh, Smithy talking about crowd sizes this morning earlier on and he was saying that some of these inflated numbers you know they talk about 17,000 but you know he's he's been around the game enough. He knows what what a crowd looks like and sort of the amount of people. But yeah, I, I think the rugby's struggling a bit because there's been too much other stuff and and too little about the game itself at the moment. You know, people have been talking about coaches, about the backroom management, the board, and all this stuff, and it's and it's it's affected. I think people's interest in the game itself. You know, I haven't been to any games yet, and I probably won't. The Highlanders, I don't know. Look, I I always want them to win, and I I don't always watch them, but um, I certainly don't watch much of the other stuff. Like, I've been a rugby fanatic for 50 years. I've got books, I've got everything. Mm. But I really struggle, and I struggle when the rugby union become arrogant, And, and, like, the crickets become a bit arrogant too. I noticed uh, our uh, coach finally come out the other day and spoke on the radio and talked about maybe not being re-signed later and splitting the coaches. Well, that's the first time I've talked. He's talked about anything, and then he's talking about that he might even be the coach. <laughs> you know, Gavin Larson, he's put his hand up, and said that he's leaving. So maybe he knew that was changes afoot, and he's gone, gone before he's he's tossed out as well. But uh, yeah, look, I, I just think people are not playing sport so much. Some some new sports have gone well, but some of the old traditional ones they're st- struggling for numbers. Mm. People aren't playing cricket. People aren't playing 
you know, softball was just about disappeared in the South Island. There's probably a little bit around Christchurch, but it's a real shame. You know, softball used to be on TV in the day. Yeah. And it was club club stuff and it was good, but it's a real shame. But, yeah, just a wee touch on about the golf. Our boy Steve Elka finished second this morning on a pretty damn good field. Yeah. You know, he, he turns up back over there after coming back and looking after us at the New Zealand Open and has a bit of time. He hadn't been home for a couple of years or more. And now he goes back there on a, on a top field and finishes second. And, and, you know, really, really good effort. I see Rory Scheffler in the playoff of three and four. And, and the boy Young, who, who, who bet Rory, which was, I think Rory lost it in the end. You know, he got thumped six and five by the boy Burns. Yeah. Sometimes it's about who, who's won and who hasn't. And Young had never won on the PGA, and Burns had. He'd, he'd won five times. So she's a tough game out there, but well, it's good to see our boy Alka go well anyway. And hope Foxy, he turns up next week whenever he's playing. I think the, yeah, I'm not sure if he's getting a hit before the Masters. Yeah, it's, a te- it's, the, it's the Texas Open this coming week and then the Masters the following. I don't know that he's playing Texas. I'll see if I can find out for you. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know if he's in that field, but I'd say that I'm hoping that he'll you know, keep his ga- A game on and that we can be cheering him in the, you know, on the final day in the, in the last few numbers. Yeah, bang on, bang on. All right, if you just wait there, I've just got the field here. Let's just see if he's in the... He is in the field. He is in the field this week. There you go. Oh, yes. So you play on Thursday, eh? Or Thursday night? Uh, well, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, New Zealand time, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yep, so he's in. He's in. Oh, well, let's hope he's... Uh, yeah, has a good finish there and keeps the good form going. Bang on. Good on you, Cliff. Good to hear from you. Yeah, bye. Take it easy, mate. Cliff and Dunedin there. Uh, afternoon, boys. The old question pops up. Will Suali'i, uh, what will his best uh, position be in uh, rugby union? I'll ask Matt Burke that. Um, hey, Steph, I listened to the commentary. It was a great listen. Did Sam call the dogs the Broncos during the commentary? Potentially. Potentially. Doesn't recall it, maybe. Might have been a slip of the tongue. Um, one day New Zealand rugby will wake up to the fact that when you are not playing your top players, the fans will vote with their feet. It says a lot when at least three All Blacks will travel from out of town to Auckland to go watch the Warriors. Cheers, Paul. Yes, I saw Sam Kane, Brody Retallick, and someone else went to the Warriors, didn't they? And in Geordie's off week, he went to the Storm. There you go. Uh, great question, Staffy. I'm a diehard Union fan, but I also enjoy watching the league. The reason why fans have given up on Rugby Union is because of the greyness of rugby laws. Rugby referees have too much involvement in the games. It's so frustrating as a fan. Imagine being a sports fan watching a Union game for the first time and trying to understand the game. Go figure. However, it is true that it is difficult to compare the two because both have their strengths and weaknesses. <clears throat> if I could use an analogy, I would like a league to a game of checkers, more simple to follow and is quicker. Rugby, on the other hand, is like chess, more strategic as the players give have different roles, yet it can also be a great game when it is understood. Junior, great text, great text. Even Sammy's nodding. From Tim in the 09, uh, the crowd at FMG for the finals was poor. That was for Opiki. Why didn't the rugby union give tickets away to all the local schools and rugby clubs for kids under 16 and also make a family day with entertainment on the paddock across from FMG? Agree, Tim. Agree. 
Um, I've read two. Um, a guy tweeted about the price of tickets to the All Whites game in Wellington, and he was going to take his family. It was going to cost him 400 bucks. I think it was $90 or something for, for an adult ticket. Whew. Crazy. Um, and then one guy's text in twice said, Hi, staff, as per my tweet reply. I had a lot of replies to my tweet, so I don't know which one yours was. Sorry. Uh, and Tim also says uh, the Māori finals are Friday and Saturday, and they'll get over 10,000 people to finals days. It's not far from Auckland. Maybe I should scoot down. Never been to a Māori Cup. It'll be brilliant. Righto, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll come back after that, are we, Sam? With the, uh, oh, the coach. Yeah, what are we calling it? The coaching king Need of the ring. We've got to build this up, man. This, this is, you know, his high time. Yeah. March Madness. And it's it's legitimately March Madness in America. They've, they've got their college basketball competition going on. And, and this is when it all started for us. Correct. This time last year, our first March Madness. And what was it? The lollies, was it? The golly lolly, miss jolly lolly. Good golly, miss molly, jolly, jolly lolly. And we've done bickies and we've done TV characters. Now it's coaches. Now it's coaches. We're actually doing a sporting one this time, doing something different. So look, I can't wait. 32 of the best, of the greatest. Head as to head. voted, as nominated. That's how they got their seatings, but now we go head to head. So the coaching, king of the ring after the break.